Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Shock Fantasy is your home for the busy players' fantasy information. At Shock Fantasy, we provide quick-hitting charts, graphics, and dashboards to help you win in season-long, in best ball, in DFS, and in Dynasty Leagues. I'm Matt Harrison, longtime co-host of the longest-running fantasy football show in the history of the world, Fantasy Football Weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass for only $25. That's only 6.9 cents per day. Remember to use the promo code POTATO at checkout at shockfantasy.com. That's shockfantasy.com, promo code POTATO. Now, on with the podcast. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I was desiring to tell you the truth that the sum of the parts is the base of the Hi everybody, welcome to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. My name is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter. You can also follow Shock Fantasy at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. And today's uh, sponsor is Delicious. Corona hard seltzer. Ah, mango. Of course, you can follow Corona hard seltzer at Corona seltzer. Please note, this is not actually sponsored by Corona seltzer. But, you know, I, I, I can't take credit for that one. Uh, I can take credit for Shock Fantasy hats, which are available in the shop on Shock Fantasy right now. We have the Thunder Snow. That's an all-white trucker. We have the Squall, which is an all-navy trucker. Uh, Those are getting delivered to the Shock Fantasy World Headquarters today. Um, So pretty excited about that. Hopefully that everybody who has pre-ordered them, uh, I will get those shipped out early next week, maybe even by the end of this week. But uh, very excited about those. I'll be sporting mine around town. I hope you will be too. Uh, I think I have about uh, 10 to 15 of each color, give or take. So if you want to get on the extremely limited edition Shock Fantasy hats, manufactured by Soda Stick, by the way, so the quality is outrageously good, uh, you want to go to shockfantasy.com, go to the shop, order yours today. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm not a member at Shock Fantasy, you can still order a hat. And by the way, If you order a hat and a membership at the same time, and you use the promo code COMBO, you get $20 off the package there. So uh, that that, uh, brings your membership down to only 20 bucks for the first year. Kind of a nice little sweet deal there. All right, so lots of things happening on Shock Fantasy. Did want to mention there is a new trade value chart up uh, for the Dynasty Leaguers who are in play, and, and really... That's where most of you guys came from is uh, I appreciate all of my members at Shock Fantasy, but you really came to for the trade value chart. We got a trade value chart up right now. 
Um, within it, I leave some tanking advice and tanking tips. If you are a team who's 0-3 in your fantasy league already, it might be time for you to think about letting the rest of this season go and starting a reload for next year. There's a lot of good players that should be coming out in the 2021 NFL draft, which means the rookie draft will also be strong. And there's a lot of guys who are injured this year. Uh, I go over a lot of different targets, tips and tricks that you can employ to uh, take that team that is, you know, middle of the road or below and turn them into a champion for years to come. So go check that out. Uh, That is dated September 28th. Uh, Dynasty trade value chart right there. Uh, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to a friend of the podcast and friend of Shock Fantasy, Brandon Molesky. Uh, You may know him if you are in the Minneapolis area from KFAN. He's the producer for Common Man Show, 10 of B. Uh, He heard my terrible sound effects and decided to help me out with some much better sound effects. Now, they're not as cool as this. I am the smartest man alive! Which I added a few sound effects to my little soundboard, and this is great. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, but we're going to go ahead, and we're going to use some of uh, Ten of B's sound effects to kick off our free agency thing. And you got to tell me if, they're, if my sound effects that I personally made are better than Brandon's, or not. Hit me up on Twitter at Explosive Output. Here's Brandon's sound effect. Quarterback. Ooh, it's even got some shocks involved. So let's start with the quarterback position. I got five guys on my list today. We're going to start with Baker Mayfield, who's 24% owned right now. And I get it. Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, the the number one overall pick a few years back. Uh, I think a lot of people were burned by him in the past. He's had two touchdowns in two straight games. That's good. The problem is only 219 and 156 passing yards in those two games. Now, the Browns have won both of those games. That's good. And their opponent coming up this week is the Dallas Cowboys. One thing we've learned about Dallas, everybody's scoring on them. They're 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 giving up 30 points a game pretty easily. Atlanta put up a ton of points on them. Uh, The Rams put up a ton of points. And, of course, Seattle last week put up 38. So it should be a game that should be an offensive shootout. And I like Baker in those cases. And specifically, we haven't mentioned yet that there may be some issues with the NFL possibly having to postpone a couple of games, including the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game and the Minnesota-Houston game. So if you're looking at any of those teams that may be postponed or maybe pushed to Tuesday or Wednesday or something along those lines, it might not count for the NFL week. So if you have, you know, Deshaun Watson, if you have Big Ben, if you have Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill in your lineups, you might want to make a backup plan. And Baker Mayfield's available in 76. <laughs> wow. Nice. 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 76% of leagues right now. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Check out Baker, 24% owned. Uh, Good play for this week. Let's talk about Justin Herbert, who's 21% owned. He's had over 300 yards in each of his first two starts. I don't think he's given the ball back to Torod Taylor, uh, especially coming up. His his next five games of the schedule are absolutely fantastic. Uh, At Tampa this week, terrible, porous pass defense. 
at New Orleans. We've seen them get carved up a few times through the passing game, followed by the Jets, Miami, and Jacksonville over the next three weeks after that. Justin Herbert's not looking back. He's going to take this job, and he's going to run with it. Uh, Keenan Allen's become a favorite of his. Austin Eckler had a ton of catches last game. Hunter Henry's been good. He's very consistent, and he's going to those guys over and over again. So I like Justin Herbert a lot. Uh, 21% owned right now. I, if, if he's available and you need a quarterback in your league, I think it's a 5 or 6% blind bid. Baker Mayfield, if he's available in your league, I don't think it's going to take much more than a 2% blind bid, by the way. I didn't mention that before. Uh, but those guys are my top two pickups this week. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick, good old Stewbeard. I, I know I... I, I, I went ahead and I, I said, go get Tua. I thought that uh, he would be the guy, but... <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic yeah, loser. You suck. I know. You, 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 can, you can say that to me. I, I, I steered you the wrong way. And I picked up Tua in one of my leagues too, and I'm probably going to drop him this week because it looks like Stubeard's just going to hold that job for a while. By the way, he's averaging 20-plus rushing yards per game this year. He's had two touchdown passes in each of the last two games. He had a rushing score in the last game. He gets Seattle this week, and Seattle's defense has been porous, followed by a very banged-up San Francisco defense, and then Denver. So the the matchups aren't too bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, it's only going to take you a buck to get him in, in, a, in a fab run, so uh, keep an eye on him. If you're looking for some other guys, that you just need to fill in maybe at a super flex or a two quarterback league. Uh, Nick Mullins is a guy that I recommended on take a chance on me last week. I am the smartest man alive. Yes, I am. Uh, he threw for 343 yards and a touchdown. He gets George Kittle back this week too. And then he gets the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami dolphins, and then the Rams all at home in the next three weeks. So Nick Mullins, if he's going to play, and it looks like he still might start over Jimmy Garoppolo, who's nursing an injury, Nick Mullins is kind of a good play. And, and he's almost a 300-yard-per-game passer in games where he started in his career. Uh, the other Nick, Nick Foles, he's only 1.5% owned. Uh, I'm not overlooking what he did. He had 188 yards and three touchdowns in just over a quarter and a half against Atlanta. Granted, that was Atlanta. I don't think I'm starting him this week because Indy's a better offense than Atlanta. But after that, Tampa Bay and Carolina in the next two weeks. It's only a buck for you to get Nick Foles, but uh, I'm not spending that much on him. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm a full believer in Nick Foles. And we might see Mitchell Trubisky back in play as the starting quarterback or just thrust into the game in the not-too-distant future. I don't trust this situation. I think it's still kind of fluid. All right, those are my quarterbacks. That's Mayfield, Herbert, Fitzpatrick, Mullins, and Foles. Let's go to the running back. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Miles Gaskin, who's 45.8% owned in ESPN leagues. Uh, I think he's on everybody's radar now after playing in the primetime game on Thursday night and registering 27 touches in that game, 13 touches in each of the first two games. Now, he hasn't scored yet, and Jordan Howard is absolutely a vulture. Caw, caw. He's totally a vulture, but he does get Seattle, San Francisco, and Denver, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick coming up this next week. So I think Gaskin's going to be heavily involved. They're giving him the touches. He's the, he's the running back that really is between the fives 
he has 90 yards of the field to work with. And then uh, when it gets down to the five, they give Jordan Howard the ball. He's not going to stay out of the end zone forever. Miles Gaskin is a guy that you need to pick up. He needs to be rostered everywhere. Uh, 11% blind bid on Miles Gaskin. But if you were listening last week, you would have already have picked him up. Yeah, yet. baby. That's right. yeah. And, you know. Well, we're waiting. We're waiting for you to pick him up. Come on. A uh, couple other guys, not nearly as excited about these players, but uh, worth mentioning nonetheless. Let's start with Seattle. Uh, Chris Carson looks like he might miss this week due to a cheap shot to his knee. Uh, Carlos Hyde is 14.4% owned. Travis Homer's basically unowned. I think that those two guys split the backfield in Chris Carson's absence, and they get Miami this week, followed by Minnesota, and then a bye. I would imagine Chris Carson is back after that bye week at the maximum, but we don't know for sure. So um, it's only going to take, it's probably going to take 4% on Carlos Hyde. It'll probably take next to nothing on Travis Homer, and I think he's more involved in the passing game. And Seattle's been passing, so Homer's the guy I think I would target more. I, I think I can get him for a buck, and I'd rather do that. Uh, Adrian Peterson of the Detroit Lions is 36% owned. He's like 39 years old. He's not really that old, but he did have 22 carries for 75 yards against the Cardinals. It's not a good yards per carry there. 22 touches is a ton. Now, do I suggest picking up Adrian Peterson and just thrusting him into your starting lineup? No. I don't even really want you to pick up Adrian Peterson. If you're desperate for a running back, you can pick up one of the Lions running backs, but I think that this, that this backfield has a chance to be more of a mess than the New England backfield and the Tampa backfield. Those three places are all going to be trouble all year long. You're never going to know who you want to start in any given week. And so I'm only putting a 1% blind bid recommendation on Adrian Peterson. That's it. I, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. He gets New Orleans this week. It's a pretty good run defense, then a bye, then at Jacksonville and at Atlanta. Those are both better passing matchups. So I, I don't really want Peterson at all, but uh, he's available, and he got 22 touches last week. Let's talk about the Patriots after I alluded to them. Rex Burkhead had 13 touches last week and came away with three touchdowns. Sony Michelle had a big rushing day. James White, again, sat after the tragic loss of uh, his father and his mother's in the hospital. And Damian Harris, another running back, is about to come off IR. He had a broken finger. So it's nothing to do with, you know, the lower half of his body where it's not a hamstring or a knee or anything that can prevent him from being a good carrier of the ball. It was a finger injury. So Coming off IR, Damian Harris is kind of an interesting guy, and really it just muddies that backfield up so much. Uh, they get Kansas City this week in Kansas City. Then they have Denver at home, followed by a bye week. Um, Damian Harris is kind of the speculative ad, and I don't think it would take more than a percent or 2% of your blind bidding budget to get uh, Damian Harris on your roster. So you can go ahead and pick him up. He's kind of the guy that... I think that I'd want just because he's the one that I haven't seen yet. And the only one who really has a shot to maybe take more of a share of this backfield than we've already seen. We've seen enough from Sony. We've seen enough from Rex. We've seen enough from James White. We know what they are. We don't quite know what Damian Harris is yet. Uh, Finally, let's talk about Jeff Wilson Jr. 
uh, 23% owned on ESPN leagues, had 15 touches and two scores last week against the Giants, one through the air, one on the ground. The problem is, is he only had 15 rushing yards on 12 carries. The good thing is, injuries have absolutely decimated the Niners' backfield. Raheem Mostert looks like he might not go. Uh, Tevin Coleman is on IR. Jet McKinnon got hurt at the tail end of last game, and if there's ever a player who is more injury-prone, it's Jarek McKinnon. So uh, Jeff Wilson, definitely worth a pickup, uh, and a guy I like better than some of the other guys that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I'd give about a 6% blind bid recommendation on him because we know that if he's the San Francisco running back and there's nobody else there, he's going to get a lot of work. And even if Raheem Mostert does come back this week, Jeff Wilson's still going to get a lot of work, and he's startable. So I think I said 6%. You know what? I'm going to bump that up to 8% of your blind bidding recommendation for Jeff Wilson Jr. All right. We ready? Let's move on. Wide receiver. Oh, yeah. The wide receiver position. Let me just say there's not a lot here. Um, We're going to start with Alan Lazard, who's just over 50% owned, and I try to keep it to under 50 Um, but he's 50.9% owned. He's had a touchdown of two in two of three games, including six for 146 in one last week. So he's going to be on radars this week. You're going to have to spend up for, for him a little bit. Now, I I think you're probably spending in the 12% range for Alan Lazard because I don't think the Packers will play Devonte Adams this week, considering they have a buy in week five. So he's going to get a full workload, and he plays the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night. Now, the Falcons are maybe the worst wide receiver defense, well, the most favorable wide receiver defense for fantasy purposes. So Lazard is a guy that you definitely want to pick up. You definitely want to put him right in your lineup. After the bye, they're at Tampa and at Houston, so the matchups don't get much harder for Alan Lazard. And even if Devontae Adams does come back in week six, you'd think that by Lazard having all those reps with Aaron Rodgers, maybe he's trusted a little more and he's a legit number two wide receiver now. So pick up Alan Lazard, uh, 12 to 14%, I think will get it done for the most part. Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings went absolutely off. Uh, he's 38% owned. I'm, I'm actually fairly surprised that he's owned in that many leagues on ESPN. Uh, went for seven, 175 and a score uh, for the Vikings. At Houston, if they go, then at Seattle, and then Atlanta. So three pretty favorable matchups coming up for Justin Jefferson. And you got to think that the Vikings, I mean, all bets are off right now. If they're still trying to win games, they got to get Justin Jefferson involved because he looks like the best player on the field, maybe outside of Dalvin Cook from on the Vikings side uh, over the weekend. So Justin Jefferson, I think, is definitely in play. I think it's going to cost you about 10% of your blind bidding budget to get to make sure Jefferson is on your team. A couple of deeper guys that I think that you might want to add, T. Higgins. Uh, he's 9% owned. He's, of course, the Cincinnati rookie. Had five catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns last week. Had nine targets and had the most routes run of any Cincinnati wide receiver last week, and that includes A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. So that's a good thing for T. Higgins. He's out there. John Ross was a healthy scratch in that game. Uh, he's a very interesting player and, and maybe one that Joe Burrow just has instant chemistry with. Uh, they're both rookies. Uh, 
maybe this is one of those matches made in heaven here. Uh, he gets Jacksonville this week, which is a positive. Follows that up with at Baltimore and at Indy. That's significantly more difficult than the Jacksonville matchup. But uh, nonetheless, I think T. Higgins is definitely on your radar. I think it's about a 7% blind bid on Higgins if you want to get him. Two more guys I want to mention. Greg Ward of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's like the only wide receiver in Philly right now. He's only 0.6% owned. He had eight catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. I believe he had 11 targets this weekend. He's gonna If he's going to get 11 targets and he's the top wide receiver on Philly, he's going to be fantasy viable. And by the way, nobody's going to pick him up unless you're in a super deep league like Scott Fishbowl or something. He's available everywhere. And if you need a guy, if you have one of those Titans, one of those Texans, one of those Vikings, one of those Steelers, and there's a lot of good wide receivers there that may or may not go this weekend, Greg Ward is a nice guy to have in your pocket. Uh, He gets San Francisco this week, and San Fran's been very dinged up. Their pass rush is absolutely decimated. Uh, I believe 40% of their salary cap was on the field this last week, and Richard Sherman's still hurt. So Greg Ward in a good spot. It doesn't get easier at Pittsburgh and Baltimore the two weeks after that, but uh, Greg Ward is definitely somebody that you might be able to pick up and play this week. And finally, another guy who's, I think, a plug-and-play character, Braxton Berrios of the New York Jets. Only a a point and a half percent owned. Uh, Six catches for 59 and a score last week. Four for 64 and a score the week before. Berrios plays on Thursday night against Denver. Um, And Jamison Crowder and Brashad Perriman are still injured. So I don't know if we're going to see either of them play in this week. And Braxton Berrios is filling the slot position which Sam Darnold has targeted over and over and over again, especially when it's Jamison Crowder. So I think the targets are going to be there. I think he's looking on a minimum of five catches. And in PPR leagues, that makes sense because he's going to have a chance at a score, at least 60 yards. I, I mean, that's 11 points in a PPR league. If you can count on that from some of your other guys, that's great. But uh, I think you can count on that from Braxton Berrios this week. Let's get to the tight end. Oh, yeah, the tight end position. Uh, let's start with Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. And I think I might have mentioned Dalton Schultz a little bit last week. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Did I? Did I? Throw me a freaking bone here. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, anyway, Dalton Schultz plays against Cleveland this week. Now, the interesting part about the Cowboys is their defense is absolutely horrible. Their offense is great. And they've just been in shootouts all year long. Now, Schultz had nine catches for 88 yards and a score in week one. Only four for 48 last week, but four for 48 out of a tight end is pretty legit numbers for the most part. You're not usually getting like super high peaks out of average tight ends. So uh, Dalton Schultz, 35% owned. He should be on the radar. I think it's only going to cost you 2% to get him. Uh, Logan Thomas is a guy I know I mentioned last week. He's 27% owned, four catches in each game so far. Problem is, is he gets Baltimore, then the Rams, then the Giants. Uh, I think it's only going to cost you a percent to pick him up, uh, but he's he's definitely rosterable as the one of the top target getters in Washington. Uh, Jimmy Graham had three touchdowns on the season so far. He plays for the Bears now, by the way. He's 17% owned. He had two last week, and Nick Foles looked his way a lot in the end zone. I believe he caught a two-point conversion as well. 
So Jimmy Graham is kind of a guy who is very touchdown dependent, but he's worth rostering. I mean, he's on the level of Jared Cook right now, and we're not getting a lot out of Jared Cook. So if you're a Jared Cook owner and you need a different kind of guy who's touchdown dependent, Jimmy Graham might be the guy. Finally, I'll mention the Colts tight ends. Uh, Jack Doyle, is he did play this last week, but he's still dinged up, which means Mo Alley-Cox, who's been, you know, man, he's been really good. Five for 111 yards in the Viking game in week two, three for 50 in a score against the Jets last week. Uh, Alley-Cox is, you know, definitely a guy who's on radars right now, but a guy I've been beating the drum for all offseason. And uh, the Colts seem to love in Indy is Trey Burton, who was with Frank Reich in Philadelphia when they won the Super Bowl. They brought in Trey Burton to play the Eric Ebron role. Now, Mo Alley-Cox might have just taken that role. But if Jack Doyle's still injured, Trey Burton's kind of an interesting guy to pick up. He's on IR right now. He's slated to come off. Uh, Let's see if Trey Burton uh, hits any radars in the next couple of weeks here. They get Chicago and Cleveland away, and then Cincinnati at home. So uh, while Chicago is kind of a tough matchup, it's not as difficult against Cleveland or Cincy in the following weeks. Uh, Probably just a 1% blind bid on Trey Burton. It's probably going to cost you a 4% to get Mo Alley-Cox, though. Whoo! That's it. Oh, somebody's stepping a duck. Oh, no, I didn't. But uh, I I wanted to mention that everybody should tune into the Shock Fantasy Podcast on Wednesday where I'll do the Thursday night football preview. This week it's the Jets and the Broncos. And boy, oh boy, I can't think of a more boring game for you to listen to. Uh, but the podcast, I'll, I'll make sure to do a couple of dynamite drop-ins. So that should be at least fun, right? Right? It should be a little bit... It's probably going to be more fun to listen to the podcast for five minutes than it will be to watch the Jets and the Broncos over the weekend. Again, uh, Shock Fantasy... Dot com. I believe the promo code for the podcast is POTATO, uh, and that can get you the entire Shock Fantasy experience for $25 for an entire calendar year for 365 days. Uh, I appreciate if you subscribe and tell a friend if you like it, uh, because, you know, it's a little one-man shop, and man, if I can get enough subscribers, I don't have to be a substitute teacher anymore. That would be pretty cool, right? <laughs> Woo, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, I wanted to thank all of you guys for listening. And uh, make sure to uh, go win some fantasy games this weekend. I'll see you guys all next time. Adios. It's almost 9 o'clock. We've got to go to work.